Hi, my name is Dr. Rachel Gooding, and I'm here with Dr. Max Miller. Hi, Dr. Miller. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. So what are we here to discuss today? We're here to discuss lorazidone. Okay. And lorazidone, I understand it is a second-generation antipsychotic. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. And you're going to tell me all about the history of it. Yeah, so lorazidone is synthesized from zeprazidone. And it's very similar to zeprazidone with regard to its pharmacologic profile. It's manufactured by Lupin Pharmaceuticals and received FDA approval for the treatment of schizophrenia in 2010 and for the treatment of depressive episodes in patients with bipolar disorder in 2013. So when they made lorazidone, what exactly was unique or what is the mechanism of action that they created for this medication? So lorazidone is a full antagonist at the dopamine D2 receptor, the serotonin 5-HT2A and 5-HT7 receptors. Lorazidone acts as a partial agonist at the 5-HT1A receptor. Antagonism of dopamine D2 and 5-HT2A receptors is a common mechanism of action shared with other second-generation agents. Antidepressant properties are associated with lorazidone and thought to be from the partial agonist effect of the 5-HT1A receptor and also antagonism of the 5-HT7 receptor. Lorazidone, when compared to other atypical antipsychotics, has the highest binding affinity for the 5-HT7 receptor. Lorazidone has a better side effect profile as compared with some of the other uh, second generation agents. And this is due to the low activity level at the muscarinic M1 receptor, resulting in less cognitive blunting. Low affinity for the histamine H1 receptor results in a decreased amount of some of the sedating effects. Low activity at the alpha-1A and alpha-2A receptors results in less orthostatic hypotension. So it hits a lot of the dopamine and serotonin receptors, it sounds like. So that sounds like it's going to have some antipsychotic as well as antidepressant uh, benefits. What exactly is it FDA approved for? So it's FDA approved for schizophrenia in the adolescent population. Uh, however, that dose is from 40 up to 80 milligrams per day. It's also indicated for bipolar depression and then schizophrenia in adults, but that dose actually goes up to 160 milligrams per day and starts also at 40 milligrams. Does that make sense? Adults would maybe need a higher dose. Right. How exactly is it metabolized in the body? So it's metabolized by the CYP3A4 enzyme. And then some of the pharmacokinetic principles or properties, excuse me, is that it has a half-life of 18 to 31 hours, peak plasma concentration occurs in one to three hours, and then steady state occurs in seven days. And interestingly, Dr. Gooding, I don't know if you were aware of this, but lorazidone should be administered with a small meal, around 350 calories, uh, because absorption can be decreased by 50% when taken on an empty stomach.
I have heard that before. I know I've, I've heard of patients who didn't know that, and then like, why isn't my medication working for me? It turns out they weren't taking it with food. And once they started taking it with food, it was able to get in their system better. So it's definitely really good to know if you're going to prescribe it or if you're a patient and you're taking it. This medication needs to have food in your system. Right. Is there anything else unique about lorazodone? So we had discussed a little bit earlier about the 5-HT7 antagonism effect of lorazodone, but this is unique in lorazodone's case because it's such a strong antagonist to 5-HT7. It has a higher affinity for this receptor than any of the other monoamine receptors. And although there is some conflicting data regarding the cognitive effects from 5-HT7 receptor binding and 5-HT1 partial agonist effect, Numerous preclinical findings have indicated possible cognitive benefit involving these two receptors when acted upon by lorazodone. One trial involving mouse models studied this further and found that dopamine efflux in the hippocampus and prefrontal cortex was partially dependent on 5-HT1A receptor partial agonism and 5-HT7 receptor antagonism. Okay. And I know lorazodone as a second-generation antipsychotic, um, it probably, just being in the class, is going to come along with the same risk of certain side effects that happen with all antipsychotics. But I've heard that lorazodone is maybe better for uh, the metabolic profile side effect-wise. Is that true? So lorazodone's been studied before in doses 40 to 120 milligrams, which is the typical range for an adult. Um, versus comparators including olanzapine, quetiapine, and risperdone. And that evaluation or that comparative study was to determine risk for metabolic syndrome. Um, And findings from a pooled short-term data set that included three randomized double-blind placebo-controlled studies and long-term data from two active controlled studies as well as switch data from two open-label extension studies involving patients with schizophrenia found no associated development of metabolic syndrome in the lorazodone population. However, quetiapine, extended-release, olanzapine, and risperidone all did increase the risk for development of metabolic syndrome. So yes, lorazodone has been studied in this regard, and it does seem to have less of a risk for metabolic syndrome. Okay, that's what I thought. Is there any medications that if a patient's already on those medicines, we should maybe be very mindful of prescribing lorazodone? Does it have any major drug-drug interactions? So anything that would inhibit the CYP-P450-3A4 enzyme may increase plasma levels, whereas inducers may decrease the levels. Co-administration with medications that have strong CYP3A4 inducer inhibitory effects is contraindicated. Uh, It may enhance antihypertensive medication effects, and it can also antagonize levodopa or dopaminergic medications. So if you're in the clinic or the hospital and you want to start a medication for a patient dealing with schizophrenia or bipolar depression, who would be the ideal patient to prescribe lorazodone too? So patients with the history of bipolar disorder who are presenting in a depressive episode and can reliably adhere to the instructions for how to take the medication, as we were discussing earlier, 
there is the consideration of taking it with a meal would be the ones that I would prescribe this medication to. Uh, you know, that would be the first, first patient I would think of. And on the other hand, can you think of a good clinical scenario or situation where you would not really want to prescribe this medication to your patient? So I actually have a, a case in mind, um, a 23-year-old female with a history of bipolar disorder, IV drug use, and recurrent prosthetic joint infection is seen on a consult team for medication recommendations and setting of erratic behavior, and the hospitalist suspected that this was reflective of a manic episode and was asking for medication recommendations. Now, the patient was actually awaiting disposition and when she became agitated, and she was on long-term antibiotics with vancomycin and rifampin, for methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus bacteremia in the setting of the prosthetic joint infection, and they had retained hardware. This patient with bipolar disorder, who's acutely manic, would not benefit from lorazodone, as this is not indicated for acute mania. Additionally, administration of lorazodone in patients prescribed a strong CYP3A4 inducer, like rifampin, is contraindicated. Okay, so because she was manic and not really depressed, and then, of course, the drug-drug interactions, those are why y'all didn't prescribe the lorazodone for her. That's correct. That all makes sense. So overall, if I understand correctly, lorazodone, antipsychotic medication that we can use for schizophrenia, or our patients with bipolar who are mainly dealing with depressive episodes. But if they're acutely manic, probably not the best. And then especially it's, it would be good in our patients with diabetes or weight issues because that seems to be one of the key benefits of this medication, though it does have to be taken with some food in order to work correctly. That's correct. All right. Anything else I should know about lorazidone? No, I think you got it. Okay. Sounds great. Well, thank you, Dr. Miller. Thank you.